Hello and welcome back to Mohi, a Dream SP podcast. This is episode 64, and today we're discussing Sam Bucket and Dream's motivations. Alright, we're back. Hello! It is us, Hello. and we know what we're talking about this week. And we actually, uh, we, we actually got to talk. We actually have an episode yeah. this week! Wow! So there are two main bits of lore to talk about. Obviously, Sam Bucket from last week that we were going to talk about. Um, but also, uh, the dream stuff. Did we get dream stuff? Cause we get a little crazy yeah, with the, the dream stuff. Yeah, the, like, the soliloquy. Oh. I don't know how to say that. I thought we talked about that last the week, soliloquy? but now I'm realizing I don't think we actually got to... No, that was midweek. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. It happened after our scheduled recording. Oh. Gosh darn it, dream. Why do you do this to us? <laughs> <laughs> but also, honestly, like, I mentioned this before. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but there's this like weird pattern with like character game content where like he'll do a thing or there'll be some bit of information released or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. people who don't like character dream will be like, oh my god, the dream apologists are gonna be so mad about this, and then you just, like, imagine it in, like, a, like, a TV show, and it just immediately puts to us all celebrating, because, like, oh, there's something that we, like, analyzed from this character was confirmed, or one of our predictions was proven correct, or something like that. It was so funny when he responded, so, Snowy, I'm assuming you've seen the tweets, um... I've seen the tweets. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's so funny, because he responded to somebody basically making fun of um, certain kinds of editors or Tommy character Tommy fans um, and he responded to it talking about exile and I just it was so hilarious because as soon as you go into the quote retweets you have like the dream apologists and the C editors both yelling we've won these like everything we've known has ever you know has been validated like we are so right and it's just both sides and they're both like saying they're right when they have almost fundamentally different perspectives on the lore mm-hmm. and i was just like y'all y- y- <laughs> and, the- and i'm sitting here like do they really think that we like think his character's like some sort of kind of good guy hero like, the only kind of hero I could see him being is, like, the tragic kind. Yeah. But not, like, the tragic kind in, so in the sense of, like, the main character of a tragedy. The, yeah. the tragic hero in the sense, like, he causes his own defeat, sort of. Yeah. You know? Dude lost it himself just... in his own prison. It was just so funny. Can't get On purpose. Get any more tragic than that. I guess, um... But the thing is, like, I can't even, like, I don't think that one side was necessarily wrong. It's just both sides were right on different things, right? Because, or at least, the reason that, like, the C editors thought that they sort of, like, won or, or were proven right was that because Dream confirmed that character Dream manipulated Tommy on purpose and he enjoyed the, like, sort of power and control he got out of... Uh, Tubbo exiling him and that sort of satisfaction. Um, and so the C. Tommy apologists or fans or whatever sort of took that as their win because it was confirmation that, yeah, no, this really did happen. Um, the thing is, though, is that C. Dream apologists weren't saying that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, so, that's the thing. <laughs> so they were like, oh, C. Dream apologists are crying. And we're like, no, we knew that. Like, we like, I we agree with you that that happened. Last year about like 
how dreams when the characters on the SMP is defined by his need for control. Yeah, so so that was the thing, right? Because like we have the senators saying like, oh, we won because we were right about Sea Dream manipulating Tommy and like wanting power and control over him, or or at least feeling good about getting it. And then you have the Sea Dream I mean, like, just like, oh my God, we've been validated because Dream just said that Sea Dream did it like did all of the stuff he did in exile because he was doing plan. it a part of his goal and his bigger plan so it was just like it was just so funny because they were both like yeah the other side must be crying or well the the sea engineers were doing a lot of like the other the sea dream apologists must be like sobbing and tearing their hair out and like imagine if you were like the person who posted this and then you had an actual the actual cc play the character come online and tell you you're a, an idiot it's like a that's not what happened b we were actually right and we're actually thrilled by this piece of information and c you just yeah. think that we're pissed off about it because you have a very incorrect conception about how we view exile and what happened. It's to be honest, we got our own chance to be like, oh, oh, how are they gonna respond to that? Yeah. When he did the voice memo. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, and apparently, the main response from what I've heard is saying unreliable narrator. Oh yeah, so many people have just mean? said he's trying to manipulate the it's audience, but that doesn't make biased. any sense, because A, the it, character it, doesn't it, know an audience exists, so how, why, who, who is he talking to and like trying to manipulate that? It's in the same category as character dreamers manipulating content creators. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just, uh, it's so silly. Like, we don't even see, we, we don't even act, we don't really go like, what do you say to that when information comes up until after the information comes up and then they react in a very much like ah we're gonna tear our heads out oh this is we're gonna we're gonna um copium c dream is manipulating cc dream like what <laughs> okay no. but to be fair dribbler's memes about you don't understand if you had watched exile you would understand for like that they turned it into Ugh. such a giant meme of like no it's okay guys see dream or content creator dream is just being manipulated by sea dream if he had actually watched exile he would know better this is the best joke because it seems like and they say that people say that about every character like they wouldn't have done that if they were manipulated by character dream. Yeah. Even oh. when it's like completely unconnected. I like, know. Like the whole thing about like, oh, he was controlling the server from inside the prison. Like, was he manipulating people he never even talked to? Yeah, it's just so funny. It's, and, it's just yeah. a little ridiculous. A little ridiculous. Also, I do have to say though, like, it does not surprise me that Dream enjoyed it when uh, Tubbo exiled Tommy. Because let's be real here. The entire time, Tubbo's entire cabinet was just like taunting Dream and calling him whatever and saying, hey, we should fight him. And then Tommy was being uh, Tommy. So it must have been very, very satisfying when uh, someone finally actually listens to what you're saying. And Not even that. It must. Yeah, I mean, it's that. And then I feel like it also just has to be satisfying if you like. I mean, Dream's a fucked up guy, but I think yeah. all of a, I, I think a lot of people can relate to the idea of it's very satisfying seeing somebody you don't like get sort of comeuppance in your mind. Yeah, consequences. Comeuppance. And like, to be fair, it's kind of fucked of Dream. <laughs> but on the other hand, I totally get it because like you know he's a fucked up guy. 
but uh and yeah, go on, that's, yeah. that's okay i think a lot of people miss about like more morally great characters like don't necessarily have to think that they're like what they did was like good or justified as long as you can relate to why they did it yeah like <laughs> i can kind of i can see how it would be you know satisfying Very both satisfying. on the front of somebody finally listened to me and on the front of this annoying little shit that i have put up with for months finally got some kind of i don't know feedback you know punishment from basically from his own friend. friend so like he can actually get some you know the consequences basically consequences? and even not just that it's just like when you think about it like how much of sea dreams friendships got fucked up by lamanberg and all the shit that happened with the disc finale and like he fought safnap because of what happened with lamanberg like i can totally see it being sort of validating for him of like if this like little asshole that you knew had been fucking with your friendships in your life for you to finally see their life and their friendships get fucked with and not even That's necessarily by your own on. hand but by his own friends like i can get that That's um is it fucked up fun. yeah it's fucked yeah. up but you know he's not a perfect person he's deeply fucked up so you know it's okay he's human yeah he's he's a little he's a little asshole and you know what sometimes <laughs> little assholes are petty and Mm. You know, well, actually, I think so Character Dream and Character Tommy are in that same sort of bookish where even if you don't agree with their decisions or you think they're making terrible decisions, you can kind of just get where they're coming from. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a little harder with Character Dream just because, like, he does some really fucked up shit. <laughs> and also because you don't see his point of view. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's like, true. But, I, don't, I mean... I, sometimes no you're fine it's just sometimes i think i can kind of like i can kind of get it um but the more i think you go into like strategist stream takes and like the fact that the things he's doing he knows are horrible but he's not necessarily doing it out of a personal vendetta but he's doing it out of a more professional mindset like goal like uh, this is a sacrifice yeah like it's not like he's beating the shit out of tommy or like in prison or you know um well maybe prison sorry that's a bad example it's not that like is, he's that is what isolated he's most emotionally <laughs> <Yeah>. stable <laughs> that's a bad example sorry <laughs> it's not like he's like blowing up lamanberg specifically to torment tommy you know like it's more of a professional thing um of blowing and it up and for will be bigger goals so like on that front like it's i feel like it's 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 harder to necessarily sympathize or understand why he's doing things because he is doing things for a, a goal. He's doing things for this goal that he doesn't tell anybody about, really. And it's hard to link his actions directly to how that gets that goal across. Like, it's easier, I think, to well, link... That's like, where the snake mesh for comes in, essentially. Yeah. Because you don't need to know like, the exact reasoning behind every single one of his actions if you look at that and you see the reason that he's taking such extreme actions is because he sees it as the only option. Mm. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I mean... Like, he thinks if he doesn't take those extreme actions, he will be unable to achieve his goal. To be fair, I think 
part of it. And he kind of has nothing more to lose. Well, I mean, I, I had this discussion with, like, Bluebell the other day because Character Dream does a lot of shitty things for this goal of reuniting the server under sort of one flag, right? There's no factions, everybody gets along, well, gets along, I'm gonna put in quotation marks, but everybody's united <laughs> into one core, like, faction. Um, there's, if there's grievances against one another, it's on a individual scale, not on a country-to-country -country scale. There isn't anybody, you know, building capitalism or, I don't know, isolating themselves and kicking other people out of their nation because of their place that they were born. So, like, it's if that's his goal, it's hard to see, especially when he describes it as, like, one big happy family, which he's done to puns. Um, it's hard to see how... I'm also that in a way that implies that he got it from Dream. Yeah, but it's hard to see how, because his goals don't... They aren't, like, a one-to-one, -one, like, step one, step two, step three guide. Like, oh, I do this, I do this, I do this, and then I get this. It's sub-goals underneath the main goal so i think it's harder to connect and like sympathize necessarily with or like not sympathize understand why he does certain things because sure his main goal at the end of it all is to get one big happy family but he's made this like methodical as fuck 50 step plan with like three <laughs> subheadings to get to like, this main goal yeah and so like it's really hard to connect the dots of like yeah he's locking himself in prison to unite the server into one faction that doesn't make any fucking sense logically speaking because if you want one big happy family why are you literally making other people's lives as horrible as possible it doesn't make any sense so it's like you have to his actions more deeply connect to like one sub goal and then those sub goals eventually add up to his main goal and it's really hard to like sim not like understand why he's doing something specific because it doesn't it's not clear because he's always working towards a sub goal that eventually will get to a main goal i don't know i feel like i'm rambling and this is making no sense but yeah you get it i, I think it's been like said before on tumblr or in discord or somewhere that um the happiness of the individual does not necessarily equate to the happiness of the whole, and dreams more focus on the happiness of the average happiness of the whole than the great happiness of one single person. So that mm -hmm. means stuff he does to Tommy, it's temporary, he gets he'll get over it, or it won't matter in the end, and technically Tommy's happiness doesn't necessarily matter for the happiness of the rest of the server, right? Yeah. Same thing with his own happiness. Doesn't matter for the rest of his happiness, it's not crucial, essential for the rest of the server's happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Although, if it's and interesting, if you go back to the snake metaphor, though, in his little monologue he gave online, which, two things really fast. First of all, for anyone who's saying he's trying to manipulate the audience, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's in character, first of all. If anything- Sea Dream doesn't like, know the audience exists. Um, if anything, it's like content creator Dream trying to convince the audience. Yeah, it's- Of, like, what character Dream is actually like. Yeah, it's, it's in character. Character Dream is the one stating it. There isn't anybody he's directly speaking to that we know of. He's not directly talking to the audience. This it's is like his inner own, monologue. yeah, inner monologue kind of a thing. This is when, like, Ham Absolutely. Hamlet goes off on a soliloquy or whatever, yeah. So, like, the most you could get out of it is that it's, like, his justification. Yeah, so if that's his thinking process, it's interesting, though, 
because he r- sort of rattles on saying that there, there's in true interesting components because he compares himself to an animal more or less but also on the fact that for the most of the soliloquy monologue whatever he's talking about the snake is defending its defenseless family its eggs <laughs> um and you've done something to piss it off or threaten it and by the end of that monologue though he's talking about how the eggs are already gone the family's smashed and so it's interesting to compare that to character dream because in that case if in his mind the egg the eggs the family are gone the server then he's a snake that just bites which means what is the goal is he still working towards that goal is he trying to make a new family like it's it's just interesting to compare to what we know his goal has been and then this is a little bit of insight into how he thinks of himself in comparison to the server and what's happened to him but also in comparison to like dream at the beginning of the server versus dream now because it sounds like in his opinion at least dream at the beginning of the server was defending its family it was a snake that had been kicked now he's a snake whose eggs have been smashed whose family is gone and is literally just saying you saw me as a venomous snake you kicked me because you thought i was evil from the get-go now i'm a snake that is evil or you know now i'm a snake that'll just bite you because fuck you so it, it, I don't know. It's kind of interesting listening to that model. And I think thinking about, it, I think like the point of that difference was probably around the time Content Creator Dream decided to start playing a villain. Maybe yeah, around like with um, the whole dethronement of every and everything. Yeah, that's actually a good uh, other interesting point because we learned that Content Creator Dream um, at during Pogtopia, or at least the beginning of Pogtopia, sounds like he was genuinely trying to put his character on a more um, morally gray, but, like, not villain route, sort of, like, a, you know... I'm actually surprised that, like, people haven't brought that up to argue against, like, character initiatives. Because, like, they have the whole thing about, like, oh, his character was, like, just evil all along, and he should tell me all along, and then we have, like, proof that... No. Content creator dream wasn't even writing his character as a villain. Yeah, we until a specific point. Yeah, we have like specific evidence of him saying, "I decided to be or have my character become the villain and play the villain because we were in Pogtopia arc. My character was on Lamanber or Pogtopia side, and then no one was on Schlatt side, which meant that he couldn't be." like an actual reasonable enemy because there was nobody there. Somebody had to be the villain. Somebody had to be on the villain side. So he did it. And that is sort of, and I think that's actually, because it's right around that point that I think a lot of people have noticed, like there's a significant change in the way that character dream plays. Very deliberate. Yeah, it's, he becomes. He's gone from like a dream to very deliberate dream yeah so i don't know i i guess i haven't actually seen a lot of people talk about that but yeah no he became that was sort of that era of pogtopia is when character dream properly was decided oh yes he is going to now be the villain character for the others because we need somebody to do that (laughs) 
and that was when it sort of became intentional whereas before i mean i think that's why a lot of you know sea dream apologists are like yeah no during the romanberg Re uh, revolution he wasn't the villain <laughs> he was just yeah like, the opposing I feel like side something that's kind of lost as more and more people join the fandom after this stuff happened mm. but like when that whole stuff got started with like dream joining slash and exo and everything like people are going like oh dream is going on a villain arc now like it was a new thing yeah yeah because i feel like a lot of people who are new to the fan get the impression that he was like the big antagonist the entire time yeah when no it was more like he was antagonist to lamanberg and lamanberg was antagonist to him yeah they were just like, like a I rival been... team I've been, like, saying this sort of thing for a while now, a little bit to myself and a little bit to, uh, friends on private discords, that Dream, like, the whole before, um, before a certain point uh, during the Manbro Poctopia War, Dream was genuinely trying to help out Tommy and Poctopia. And that was the thing that I've been saying and that a lot of uh, other people had disagreed with saying, like, no, he was always against Poctopia. And, like, that wasn't true. And now we have confirmation yeah. that, no, he wasn't always against Poctopia. That he started out as being part of Poctopia and then had to, like, when he... And, uh, and like, my, my idea was that... My thought was that um, somewhere along the way, probably around... When uh, I, I assumed it was around when Wilbur was doing his whole villain, let's be the villain speech, because that's generally the place where many people point to Dream suddenly having a sudden shift in attitude. That that was around when content creator Dream decided to like really take control of his character and decide, okay, what do I want to do with my character actually, instead of just playing as himself, right? It's just like yeah. an extension of himself. So hearing yeah. Dreams say that is a bit, it's kind of vindicating, not gonna lie. Oh. Yeah, because I do remember conversations between people back around, or at least regarding that section, or like that little period in the arc, where they were talking about how that was, um, it, it, <laughs> I'm stumbling through this, but now, especially with people who are more recent, or, um, people who came in like during exile and didn't watch Pogtopia live and got sort of this impression of like oh yeah he's evil right that's just what he is um he was always evil that's what he is is like right around there with that like, conversation with Wilbur is often cited as his character being manipulative and like genuinely trying to like he was always plotting to destroy Lamanberg Whereas I noticed a lot of, like, character dream apologists have been more on the side of, if you listen to that conversation, it sounds like Wilbur and Dream going back and forth in that dream. Um, or at least remember people saying that they thought that content creator Dream was sort of being, like, convinced into it and that's not what he wanted to do with his character, but that's what Wilbur wanted him to do, so he went along with it. Um... Yeah, one of the things about this, like, one of, like, the first pieces of analysis I did way back mm. was, um, I think it was, like, early 2021. Mm -hmm. Nice. I did, like, this almost line-by-line -line analysis of that scene. I And I my interpretation that. of it. I and other people that. have slightly different interpretations. But my interpretation is that 
dream originally wasn't going to help Wilbur until Wilbur basically said, if I become like get back in power in the Manberg, I'll be worse than Slash is right now. And at the time, Dream was having trouble with that because he was wanting to expand the Manberg's borders. Yeah. Or Manberg's borders at the time. Yeah. I, so, I remember that, well, yeah. Wilbur <laughs> was basically saying, either you help me destroy the Manberg, or when I get inevitably get back in control, because at that point, like, everyone, you were starting to get to the point where everyone was sharing Manberg, mm-hmm. I will be worse than him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually, I feel like I do remember and it very well. <laughs> how I interpreted that is, um, Dream chose to help and basically saw it as the best option out of two bad options. Yeah. Um, I know other people, I know, um, Bluebell interprets it, interprets it as Dream agreed the moment he decided to go and he agreed to meet them at Pogtopia. Which I don't, like, I don't agree with because you, there's a lot of things you could, oh, let's meet up and you can say yeah or like, you you. I don't trust, um, I'm sorry, I don't trust him to have properly read what he was agreeing to. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because it's, like, <clears throat> it's in text chat, and it, that's difficult to interpret how the other side is reading into that, because you don't hear what they're saying, you don't hear any hesitancy, you don't, it, it's difficult to interpret messages between chats. So you, on yeah. one hand, you could say he agreed to everything what Wilbur was saying the moment he saw it in chat, or you could say he I was mean, just I think they were in no, I think they were in further. voice chat at that point. They were in I remember they were in voice chat, but I guess I don't remember um when it, when they were how first far into the conversation they it was were text and then it went into voice chat and then they met up a Poctopia and kept talking. Yeah. I guess I don't remember exactly like what how much of the conversation happened while Dream wasn't physically I there versus he was it. there. Um, but actually, I sent a link to someone a little while ago, so I can actually find that and tell you like specific lines that I thought supported my. I mean, we don't have to get into it that hard because we still have to have spend some time talking about Sam Bucket Lord. But I do remember around yeah. that phase, there was a lot of people sort of saying, um, that was back when more people thought of dream as somebody who considered himself the protector of the dream smp and so it's really interesting thinking back to that compared to like now when people are just like yeah he's just an evil villain guy he's kind of out for himself because back then dream was much more involved in like the ruling or the protection like governing whatever of like the dream smp as a faction so just like talking about this has made me kind of flash back to that sort of period and it's really interesting to think about because it's been so long since dream was really aligned strongly with a specific faction whereas now like he's still i think fighting in a way for his version of the dream smp but he's we forget our roots not a part of a faction he doesn't have anybody on his side he, he it's okay, not wait, like I the just, dream I just team and maybe BBH and... questioning what character dreams politics were like he laughs at the mention of a festival being a celebration of democracy but whether this is because of his disdain for squad our personal dislike of democracy is unclear question for another time is character dream a monarchist the smp is technically ruled by a king after all but they fulfill more of a neutral peacekeeping role in general theocracy <laughs> I think that that's funny. I, did, I forgot I read that. It is funny that the Dream SM... I don't know what kind of country they are. Technically, they're a monarchy, but the monarchy doesn't have any, doesn't like, have actual power. power. It's so, more like an anarchist community. Yeah, with just sort of monarchy. a figurehead. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was... I don't know. It's just... 
it was very interesting hearing i feel like we got a lot of insight or like information into his character just with those like couple okay okay i found the line i was referring to when i said about like how this is a point i think the dream it is this in. so uh, dream says slash is ambitious that's a bad th- and that's a bad thing he wants power he wants land he wants to expand you having your own little server that's fine by me yeah and then wilbur uh wilbur lets out a very evil laugh sung very melodramatic and i poured content creator wilbur for it um and then wilbur says dream this has made me ambitious if i'm taking power again i will be ambitious let me blow it up let me destroy it all yeah so to me that's very clearly dream is saying that he dislikes the fact that slash is ambitious then wilbur is saying if I'm taking power again, I will be ambitious. He's saying that he will be the same or worse than Shot. And then he says, let me blow it up. He is asking Dream to help him. So instead of him being back in power, if he can't blow up the country. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was basically... Okay. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean... I don't, it's inter- <laughs> if you asked me back when it actually happened, it would have been very much... Wilbur convinced Dream to help him because it was the best option for him because it was either he didn't help Wilbur and then Wilbur inevitably got back in power and he was as bad as or worse than Schlatt or he let Schlatt be in power still and just waited until he died. (laughs) Um, And then Wilbur probably would have still tried to take over. Um... And, and so, the, I mean, really the best option for him was to help Wilbur just destroy it. Because, I mean, if anything, that just kind of puts things back to how they were before Lemanberg, Which is also a win for him. So it was just, yeah, it was like the best option that he was presented. It's not and like either of them... convince himself that what Wilbur said was what he thought all along. <laughs> and you hear him when he's speaking to Eric's freaking word for word what Wilbur told what he wanted to be fair i mean wilbur's very good at speaking and dreams not the best so it (laughs) makes sense if you notice a lot of his most convincing like arguments or things that he says are things that he has taken from or adapted from other characters who are more charismatic than him like wilbur and quackity um yeah. Regardless, we are 30 minutes into this and we have not talked about Sam Bucketlord. I really feel like we should do that. Oh, we should talk about Sam Bucketlord. That was Wait, supposed to be the main. I, yeah, so I okay, finished so, it like five um, seconds Egg can teleport. This. Can the egg teleport or did Sam Bucket move it? Oh, yeah, they did a stream after and they talked about it and I think oh. Bad said that the egg can teleport like the dragon egg, oh. which is why after Foolish destroyed not it, necessarily... it showed up again in Sam Bucket's area. Not necessarily teleport, but that it can't be destroyed, and when it's hurt, it regenerates somewhere huh. else. Not necessarily. Well, I, I don't think they explicitly called it teleportation. They called what it does similar. It's like to it's the teleportation, but very slow. It's just regeneration. That's just regeneration. That's just it's picking a different spot of its vines. That's just no. That just sounds like it's. It's vines don't- it doesn't die, it just finds a different spot where it can fit based along where its vines have already spread and then grows there. Um, 
Mm, that does make sense as well, because it would mean that I have like a very good reason for wanting to spread. So it's, it's not really so like the further it's fine to spread, the safer it is. Yeah, so it's not really like teleporting. It's more so it has to have already like had some kind of presence there. I feel like because it's not like teleporting to somewhere brand new like the dragon egg does. Um, it's more of I already have like a substantial amount of growth here. I can go there. It's like changing platforms now from YouTube to know. Twitch or back ha, or whatever. Now we do know that it can get into other dimensions because it opened up another portal. Yeah, and that's terrifying. <coughs> um, well, mm. I mean, we know it's not from this dimension, mm -hmm. but it's actually for an object because that's what they confirmed earlier. And Hence the giant red portal-y stuff. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and it also some. And we also know that it's not trapped behind the iron, because it's opened another portal somewhere. Which, yeah. rip. I mean, it just... So, I finished watching this stream about five seconds before I jumped in the call, and about a minute before we started recording. Um, my thoughts can be summarized. Is, that was, like, one of the most genuinely enjoyable lore streams. <laughs> I don't know why, like, the whole thing, I just, I, I loved all of it. I, I don't, it's not like I, I it wasn't like, you know, the most, like, amazing, like, it's high not, end production. like, yeah, high-end production, but it was, there was something just so charming about it, um. I like the horror elements, the horror elements are fun. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I, by the end of it, I actually. like, a standout thing about the entire, like, egg storyline. Yeah is the having way more horror elements than all the other sort of storylines going on. Yeah, and I think and they, I think they did really well. well in that. Yeah. I think out of everything, though, um, the most surprising thing is that I wasn't expecting by the end of it to feel um, attached or bad for Sam Bucket. Um because I thought he was crazy. But he was a good guy the whole time! He was just fighting against the egg's influence and the only way he could- The iron twist! Uh, I, I took notes while I watched it and I thought that was super cool because, um, well my first thought actually was dreamin' vibes. But that sort of like, that explanation for why the hell he's Sam Bucket or whatever, like what that- what's the obsession with buckets? Being that they're made of iron and if he wears them on his head like a freak, he can't prevent the egg from taking over his mind as much. And I don't know if it was just the way that Sam said the word Sam Bucket. Um, I, it's so dumb. I felt attached. And then he got left behind and he was locked in the room. And I was like, no, I just realized you're a good guy. And you've been trying to help them all along. And now we have to leave you. And then Bad climbs out and he's right behind him. It's just like, this he's is right amazing. Um, I mourned for you! I cried! <laughs> I mean, like, according to the stuff after he was kind of, like, already dead, or, like, in some space in between life and death, and once the egg was sort of sealed away, he was able to sort of, like, pass on, I suppose. Aww. I, I'm glad, then. That's good. I See, I haven't watched the BB Sam VOD Sam of them Bucket talking about it afterwards. Isn't Sam supposed to be a recurring character? I, I, well, I mean, he came back afterwards, so... He can probably come yeah, back as much as he Yeah, he's not, like, passed on or dead or anything. He's just... I mean, like, even if he's dead, we've had ghosts show up before, so he could just show up as a ghost. Yeah. No, but, I like... mean, like, his current state is as he is now is because he has been exposed to the egg for so long that he's not really alive, but he's not also... He's also not dead. And that, um... Only recently after Bad found the egg was he able to, like... 
basically he, when Bad found the egg, he also released Sam Bucket out into the world, but Sam Bucket couldn't interact with people for a certain amount of time until now, which he can now interact with. And presumably, I don't know where he got his teleportation powers from, but that's a thing he has. <laughs> but presumably, I think that's part of he's actually an not being fully alive. That's true. I mean, if he's a ghost, then yeah, maybe um, he can just teleport or something. I don't know. Maybe he's a part of it. I don't no, know. He's just invisible. I love him, though. I, I love Sam Bucket. I loved the art that was introduced throughout it. Um, I thought it had, like, the perfect amount of creepiness. I liked, um, what else? I liked the beginning of the stream where they were talking. Um, and I loved the the joke about this could take several weeks or it would be terrible <laughs> if this took several weeks and then they flash forward to several weeks later several weeks and later. i also love the fact I that like that. bad thought he had a good rapport with foolish and sam thought he could just find literally anybody who would listen to them and they have like zero friends except each other um <laughs> so they had no help skeppy <laughs> was too busy being at the last nevada so apparently um <laughs> I love how Sam's chief complaint with, uh, and, like, fear of Sam Bucket wasn't that he was gonna get hurt, but just that he found, like, he thought that, uh, Sam Bucket was creepy. He just repeatedly mentioned that, like, he's such, he's so creepy. And, like, that was the only thing he ever said about him. He's like, I, it's not like, he's dangerous or he's gonna hurt me. It was just, he's creepy. <laughs> oh, I just, I think... Sam Bucket lore is the it's like the perfect balance between um, scripted stuff and the humor and comedy and um, wink wink nudge nudges you get from like an actual live stream. Yeah, I just loved it. Um, there's just so many good things about it. Uh, I have a question because obviously I didn't read or watch the BBH and Sam talking about it afterwards, but did they explain what Sam Bucket is? Because I found it really interesting that, um, and, and this is interesting both on the scale of just Eggpire in general, um, but his character, the reason he joined the Egg is because he was trying to get his dog Francis, Francis. back, and we have <laughs> Sam who has Fran. So was did they explain like Sam no. Bucket is some like version of Sam or was it just haha no. we're just gonna use the same names because we can? I, I don't think this is related to the whole multiple that. bodies thing. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't think it's that. Because I don't it know. Sounds... Maybe Sam exists to cause multiple realities at the same time and brought some of his alternate selves to the Dream SMB or something. CBK's made alternate universes. I think that would be cool because it would just yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I think it'll be funny if that happened because it'll just come out of nowhere and it'll be great. <laughs> I, I, my, my personal theory... Like, by the way, this character can travel to different universes. <laughs> my, my personal theory was that Sam uh, Bucket is an alternate universe dimension. Sam, who uh, encountered the egg and stuff happened, like, in an effort to stop the egg, he brought the egg to a different dimension and tried to seal it underground with him. But they did not confirm or deny whether or not Sam Bucket was from an alternate universe dimension. They just said that uh, the timeline of the egg so far issue? was that Sir Billiam had it, and then Sam Bucket found it, and then Bad found it. 
I just like the idea that, like, I don't know, 100, 200 years ago, there was a guy named Sam Bucket who happened to have a dog named Francis who happened to look exactly like Sam that we have now. (laughs) I just think that's hilarious. You Um, don't know if Sam Bucket's ass actually his name, though, right? That's just what That's true. But I I just, I like that idea, so I'm just going to go with that because I think it's funny. (laughs) Um, But, oh, yes, so... Uh, on a more... Wait, wait, and now I'm wondering, like, did, like, the people of, like, he found the egg after Billiam, just decide, we're not gonna deal with this, we're just gonna throw it into another universe. Then Sam Book had found it. <laughs> well, did they In his universe, and decided it... to throw it back. Did they say it came from a different universe? They say the egg came from a different universe. They didn't did say they say Sam, Sam came, came from no. a different universe? Yeah, they didn't well, say Sam Well, then it's Sam possible, then it was just, the egg was there, Sarah Billiam found it. Um, it got buried with the house at some point or something. Um, and then Sam Bucket found it because we have the book saying that he found the red vines crawling out of a ravine and went down and found it. And then he killed all his friends and then he buried it because I think he said also in one of his journals that he was going to bury the egg and hope that nobody ever found it again. So I don't think it came from... In this sense, I, I think it came from a different universe, like, ages ago. Yeah. But in terms of, like, the timeline of who has found it, it's not that it was, you know, being transported back and forth from different universes. Um, That's just but, my personal theory that Sam Book gets another universe, Sam, because it'd be funny, but... <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say, um, to get on a more, I don't know, in, like, academic, I don't know, anal- media analysis, um, I find it very interesting now that we have had at least three people who were uh, possessed by the egg or, you know, worked for the egg very, very closely, whose main goal was to get someone back. Because BBH signed up with the egg because he wanted to save Skeppy and get his best friend back. Ant signed up with the egg because he wanted to get Red Velvet back. Sam Bucket signed up with the egg because he wanted to get his best friend, his dog, Francis, back. And I find that an interesting connection between different characters. Because I don't know if any of the other ones that I can think of have that kind of same reasoning. Um, Maybe Punk's reason for joining the egg pile was because Sam... Yeah. Yeah, maybe Punk, but that's not really getting somebody back so much Mm -hmm. as... Getting back at... um, getting back at somebody yeah um but i just thought that was an interesting tie through that i noticed when we were when the lore was happening um i wonder what's got any connection to the book to the like the revive book to the revival book yeah i didn't notice anything that seemed like revival book i did notice something that reminded me of dreamings though if the egg knows that if the egg claims it can bring people back to life well uh, I mean, we don't know it that Velvet was knows. dead, and we, and we, we know that the revival book can't revive Yeah, pets, so. yeah but like, other people don't know that, but it means that the egg itself might know that the revival book is a thing that exists, or especially because be it's been around for so long. Or it doesn't even necessarily have oh, to no, be... Oh no, it's lying, because it doesn't have the book, but it knows that that's like a thing that can happen. Well, it doesn't even necessarily so have to be... So maybe that's why it promises it to people, because it knows that people would might be aware that revival is an option well i mean you gotta also figure though is like in a lot of fictional universes even if they're all most of them are lies there can be multiple sources saying that i have 
how I have the power to bring people back from the dead, but explaining it in different ways. So it could be something like the egg, because I mean, the egg's a very you know strong supernatural being. Just because it doesn't necessarily have to know that revive the revival book is you know yeah a thing I think for it to promise that it can yeah. bring people back it can just be like yeah. yes I can a- it's like a well, genie like I like, <laughs> of course I can it bring can it back it's an example though like if anyone starts like questioning it it can be like who the fuck's gonna well, question the egg that can to bring be people fair. back to life <laughs> who's gonna That's, question know, the I'm egg just, I'm just <laughs> thinking because it was an interesting connection because we know that revival is a thing yeah. Um, you were saying about Dreamins? Yeah, no, I, um, I noted it down when I was watching because he talked about the iron being able to contain it, but not I for a long time. Endorse. The same thing happened with the Dreamins. The Dreamin, the way that that worked I is he could contain before... by iron. And I'm sure that that is not a, like, you know, intentional nod to the Dreamins. Um, I mean, there has but... been in the past there was a reference to the egg possibly being a Dreamin. Yeah! But I think, well, that was from I think it was maybe Fuma she said no, it, that he told... That was... Fundy. No, it was Foolish. Fundy meant. No, it was Fundy talking to Foolish, and I think Foolish said that it seemed stronger than any dreaming. Yeah, I don't even know if it was Fundy talking. I remember Fundy talking to I think Puffy at one point and saying that he was like an expert in dreaming hunting, and that that reminded him that what he'd seen. But this was like way early Egg Pyre, way, him way being early. like, I think that this yeah. reminds me of um, the Dreamins. Um, I do think it's interesting, though, that those, like, there's little things that connect. But honestly, um, mm. the Dreamin' plot line like, hasn't really come Supernatural back. things seem to be iron and water from church crime. Yeah. I mean, if you and think about it, though, like, if you're dealing with something that is supernatural and harmful, those are the things you use. But guys, if you think about it, that's kind of mimicking real-life mythology. That iron is dangerous to fairy mm. and fae. Yeah. And, and like silver iron. I don't know if you do use iron against vampires. I don't think you use iron against. Uh, vampires. no, you use silver. Um, you use sil- against vampires silver and against werewolves. werewolves. No, you can use silver against vampires too. Um, well, silver is kind of like the um, holy water thing because silver was considered by Colin. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I'm guessing that it's just because you know they're in Minecraft. There's only so many ores you can access in Minecraft. <laughs> um, and iron's the one you can make. You know armor out of and buckets are made out of and they had to explain the bucket thing somehow um <laughs> so i, think, I don't think I it's think like an intentional of, like very uh, purposeful nod but i think there it's interesting to see the connections i mean i know the iron door thing was because of uh, mcc oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh yeah um something that's actually really interesting about the whole like iron repels the supernatural thing is um at least why i live in ireland there's this big theory about like the origin of it is basically a lot of our folklore stuff comes from the Celts and the Celts were the people who brought iron to Ireland before people were using bronze mm. so it might have one of the theories is that it originated from the people who were there before the Celts maybe initially being a bit like distrustful of iron because they weren't used to it or seeing it as like the weapon or the tool of the new people, these new people coming in. Which is interesting. I'm also interested in like the historical origins of all these like little bits of folklore and superstition. Mm. I mean, I feel like a lot of, it all, it all comes from the same place and it just gets spread around and then repurposed. 
and it's like actually I forgot to mention a bit of context in like the stories of the Irish Celts it's like a whole thing that they came to Ireland and the Dinashi were there and then they basically took control of Ireland mm. and pushed them out and the Dinashi uh, to the Dana um were both like the Celtic gods and then eventually sort of became the she, the fairies over time. So you can see the connection there between older myths having, oh, we came here from somewhere else and there were people here and we took over and we had iron and they did not. And you can see how that over time becomes the people who were here before us become the fairies and then it becomes a thing that fairies do not like iron. I guess. I mean I'm I'm not I'm not Irish. Although I'm obviously it's only a the, it's Irish only like so. a theory, but it uh, seems plausible to me. Mm. Oh Sam Bucket though. Oh god. I'm just I, I like how Like they... I said, I really enjoy the horror aspect. Dude, I wish they did oh, I want them to play around with it a bit more because it's like it's a really... Mm, especially the teleporting. The teleporting was so fun. I know. You never knew when he was going to show up in the camera. I know. It's so cool. You could just have him show like up. The entire house. time he was in that little house, yeah. I was like, when's he going to show up? When's he going to turn around and <laughs> sample that's going to be behind literally, him? When is... I'm like, Bad is going through the books and he's going through the chest and I'm like, when is, when is Sam Bucket's gonna, he's gonna turn around and Sam Bucket's gonna be there. He's gonna turn around and Sam Bucket's gonna be there. Like, the entire time and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, cause it's like, you, normally you can't, you can't, you can teleport in Minecraft obviously if you have admin powers. But like, normally in survival Minecraft, if you're a basic ass member, you don't get to teleport and so like this it gives the it gives sam bucket like an ability that's both natural to the to vanilla minecraft but also unnatural to a normal player and it just this this level of power that's been mm -hmm. bestowed upon sam bucket that you don't normally get from just a normal player wandering around being creepy mm -hmm. Unless you're dream, in which it's case... It's kind of like the same thing as, like, the egg damaging anyone who tries to hurt it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I... Our dream XD being in creative mode. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just really... Okay, I really love the fact that uh, Foolish destroying the egg was not a part of the plan at all, but the way they incorporated it and made it so that the egg isn't actually destroyed, that it's just been moved elsewhere is so cool. Still no explanation for the creepy glowing red uh, portal, though. That That's something. Mm. That's something concerning. Yeah, like, what if the egg isn't the only of its kind? What if there's more? Yeah, like, you know how ancient cities is sort of imply that the warden came from the non-functioning portals in ancient cities? What if the egg's like um, that? Um, I know that's one theory. I know the other theory is that it's there to protect the portal to make sure no one tries to reactivate it. Maybe, but it's like... But with the, I mean, I'm going off of game theory here, so I apologize. But like, because I don't, um, I'm only listening to the stuff that MadPat stated out. But it does, it does seem like the, um, the people of the ancient cities have tried to like live with the warden with the way they have wool placed down everywhere, and they were researching skulk sensors and redstone in certain areas as well. And with the way the warden seems 
pretty unnatural from everything else in Minecraft. Hmm. It's interesting. Whether or not the word is- I mean, there's a whole thing about the thing in chest is souls. So, maybe there's souls of the people who used to live there. Maybe, yeah. Like, you know how in the nether, um, the, the soul sand is literally souls in sand form? Crying? Mm. It's very much similar to that. But, uh, it makes me... It makes me wonder if that portal is functional. <laughs> the red one? The red one, the big red portal. Hmm. With Sam Bucket, uh, we first see a Sam Bucket, and then we see again with uh, the egg. It makes me wonder. Oh, actually, it makes me wonder if this means we're gonna be like getting an egg origin story. Cause that would be cool. Yeah, cause they've obviously. I just want to see what the egg does in season two. Yeah. Cause I feel like the whole Porsche stuff is gonna have like, like be a big deal. Yeah, I I really do hope. Um, because it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to wrap up the egg in Season 1, so I'm really hoping that they continue with it in Season 2. And it does seem like uh, most characters are, like, continuing on into Season 2, aside from Wilbur, who's in Utah. Utah. IRL, Utah. Not even Minecraft, Utah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm- it's- I- 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 because it does- it, it does feel like that they have put a lot of- thought into the egg and what the egg is with the whole yeah the eggs not actually from this dimension thing sam and bad the best lore leakers <laughs> i wonder like is anyone else that's from another universe I like i don't know so. maybe connor was from another universe it would not be surprised if connor eats pants was from a different dimension i mean cpk is technically Technically, he can go to different dimensions, CPK. But, um, I would not be surprised if Connor eats pants from a different dimension. Gonna be honest here, he's just everywhere. He just shows up. Hmm. I was dead now. Maybe, maybe, maybe Dream will, like, revive him in season two. Is he? Like, I didn't really... Like, 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 they, like, they, um, like... Okay, so Earth and the Knights of Hope find where Dream's been staying, and they show up just to find him, Puns, Rambu, and Connor, and Connor just standing around inside Dream's base, because they just resurrected the both of them. I would love that to happen. I didn't see- I wasn't paying the most attention to that Wilbur's room, so I don't know if um, Connor's sacrifice was a permanent sacrifice. But I would love it if he just showed up because he got revived. Mm, um, okay, do you want to do question of the week? Yes, do you have a question of the week? Uh, I thought we could go over, we got two answers for last week. Ooh, yes, yes. What were the answers? One was yours? <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite part was Sam just showing up behind Bad. No, my favorite part was Bad walking down. Everybody is crying over Sam Bucket's sacrifice, and then I'm in, and then I realize, and I type in chat, wait, can't Sam Bucket teleport? And then the literal <laughs> next second, he shows up behind Bad. <laughs> um, and then Haley said, um, Purple and Stage duo team up for sure. Oh yeah. And yeah, that, that was, was great. Cool. Like, I'm just so glad. I predicted, 
I love the fact of Purplewood portraying Grapley because I predicted that way back when he first joined him. Yes. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's just joining Qua- joining Grapley so he can get revenge on him for the whole clone as UFO thing. Yep. And then I was just like, yes, I'm right. 100%. Also, I just, I love the state of Las Nevadas is there is one crewmate among us. <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, I think it's kind of ironic that it ended up being a lot like Manberg. Oh, yeah. Everybody turning on the one person in charge because the one person in charge fucked mm. over everybody else. Yeah, and it's ironic like, because Quackney's whole thing is like. Part of his whole thing is he doesn't want to be like Schlatt because yeah. he's got screwed over by Schlatt. Mm-hmm. But in the process of sort of trying to get power, like, so he was in a position where he didn't have power. And in the process of trying to get power to make up for that, to make sure he would never be in a position where he wasn't in power, he just ended up doing the same thing as Schlatt did. Yeah, he, he really did. And it's like, it's a, it's a little like reflecting of real life how a cycle of abuse where the victims end up have a, uh, where people who have been hurt end up hurting others as well because they've been hurt. Mm. I hope he's broken out of that cycle, but it looks like he's just gone back on his shit. Um, with the little epilogue of the Last Nevada's finale. Yeah. Do we have a question of the week for this week? Hmm. Maybe something about Sam Bucket? Ooh, yes. What do you- Or just the lore in general. How about, uh, mm. what do you guys think Sam Bucket- Who do you think Sam Bucket is? Hmm, I feel like that's not open enough. Mm. Like, I want a question that people can have, like, you know, like, a bunch of different answers, answers to. True, true. Hmm. But what do you- What do you think the egg would do when it gets to the, the nether? Like, what do you think it's like, is, is it's game plan? Like, is it going to try and spread, like, super far using nether travel? Is it going to try and take over the entirety of the nether so people can't use it for transport anymore? Is it going to wait for someone is to Is it trying to get to, like, a specific place? Because mm. it could like, be there's a, a whole bunch of potential. Yeah, there's a lot of things. What is? What do you think the egg is planning with that nether portal? That's a good question. Um, and then that's us for this week. We've got, um, 59 minutes, and then I'll add to that with intro and outro, and we'll have our full hour. See ya. Goodbye. Well, thanks for listening to the 64th episode of Mahi, and we hope you enjoyed it. If there's any topic you'd like to hear us discuss, feel free to leave a comment or find us on Twitter at Mohi Podcast, where you can also ask us questions or just get updates about new episodes. We also have a Discord server that you can find a link to in the description. See you next time!